Double Fudge by Judy Bloom. Chapter 7, The Green Stuff. It was Grandma's idea to take Fudge to Washington, D.C., to the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. Let him see the green stuff hot off the press, she said to Dad while the two of them were doing the dinner dishes. What green stuff? <clears throat> Fudge asked. They thought he was safely tucked away in bed, but I'd seen him crawl under the kitchen table where he was listening to every word. Fudge, what are you doing under the table? Mom asked on her way back from putting Tootsie to sleep. You're supposed to be in bed. I can't go to bed until I know about the green stuff. What green stuff? Mom asked. I don't know, Fudge said. That's what I'm trying to find out. The green stuff is money, Grandma explained. Oh, money, Fudge said. I love money. We know. I told him. Are you going to cook some money? He asked Grandma laughing. Grandma laughed with him and shook her head. You don't cook it. The government prints it. I can print, Fudge said. I can print the whole alphabet. We know, I said. Fudge, Mom said, come out from under the table right now. Otherwise, we won't have time for the story. I want Grandma to read tonight. I'd be honored, she told him. Will you read me a story about the green stuff? I'm not sure you have any books about the green stuff, Grandma said. But maybe I can make up a story about a little boy who liked money so much. So much what? Fudge asked. So much he ate it? You'll find out when you're in bed, and I'll tell you the whole story, Grandma said. From the way she pressed her lips together, I could tell she was wondering how she was going to get out of this one. The next morning, Grandma reported that Fudge had been engrossed by her story about a boy who went to Washington to learn about how money was made. Mom and Dad took that as an omen. A trip certainly couldn't hurt, Mom said. Remember when you took me on that tour, she asked Grandma. Yes, I do, Grandma said. It might even help Fudge understand, Dad agreed. Good idea, Muriel. Grandma beamed. We haven't been to Washington in ages, Mom said. I've never been there, I told them. Jimmy Fargo says the Air and Space Museum is so cool. Can we check it out? Sounds good to me, Dad said. Grandma volunteered to stay at our apartment with Tootsie, Turtle, and Uncle Feather. And a week later, when school was closed for two days because of teachers' meetings, we headed for Washington, D.C. We started out early and ate breakfast on the train. Fudge was really impressed by the snack car. As soon as we carried our food to our seats, he was ready to go back for more. Mom and Dad were sitting in the row in front of us, so I was the one he kept annoying. Come on, Pete! Let's go back to the snack car! I'm still eating, I told him, slurping up the last of my juice. He was quiet for about two minutes. Then he asked, Are we almost there, Pete? No, we're not almost there. We're not even close. It takes three hours to get to Washington. So why don't you look at your books or draw a picture or something? I got out my Electroman Advance Plus. But just as I started the game, Fudge covered the screen with his hand. Will you take me back to the snack car now? If I do, will you leave me alone? Sure, Pete. I asked Dad for money. He reminded me not to get Fudge any candy, as if I needed reminding. He was already flying high. A banana would be good, Dad said, and juice, not soda. The snack car was three cars forward. 
Fudge had already learned to open the doors between the cars by kicking the open door plate at the bottom of each door. He liked the whoosh of air as he raced from car to car. This is so fun, Pete! I wish I could ride the train every day. We ride the subway, I reminded him. But there's no snack car on the subway, and the seats aren't soft, and when you look out the window, it's all dark. That's because the subway is an underground train. Wow, Pete! I never knew that. Well, now you know. William says learn something new every day. I snorted. William is smart, Pete. He's the smartest teacher in the world. Sure he is, I thought. Fudge got a banana and a juice box at the snack car. While I paid, Fudge peeled all the skin off his banana and shoved half of it into his mouth. His cheeks puffed out and he couldn't talk. His mouth was so full. He insisted on carrying the little cardboard box that held the rest of his banana and his juice box. But on the way back from the snack car, the train swerved and Fudge lost his balance. He flew into the lap of a woman in a red suit and coughed out the gooey half-chewed banana all over her clothes. Get off me! she shouted. Someone get him off me! She shoved Fudge off her lap as if he were a slobbering dog or worse. Oh, she cried. Look what you've done. You've ruined my suit. She turned to the man across the aisle. Can you believe this? And I've got an appointment at the White House. Then she glared at Fudge, who was picking himself up off the floor. You know who lives in the White House? She asked him. The president, Fudge said. That's right. And I'm going to tell him exactly how I got these stains on my suit. She jumped up and marched to the rear of the car where the rest, where there was a restroom. Tell him it was a banana, Fudge called. And tell him my name, too. It's Farley Drexel Hatcher, but he can call me Fudge. I grabbed him and pulled him back to our seats. No way was I ever taking him to the snack car again. When we finally got to Washington, our first stop was a tour of the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. That's where the green stuff is printed. There were about 20 other people in our group. Our tour guide's name was Rosie. She had dark eyes, reddish hair, and big teeth. Before our official tour began, Rosie told us some of what we'd, we'd see during our tour. Fun facts, she called them. I decided to write her fun facts in my notebook in case any of my teachers ever assigned a report on U.S. currency. Fun fact number one, Rosie said, the Bureau of Printing and Engraving produces 37 million notes a day, worth about $696 million. Fudge raised his hand and asked, are notes the same as bucks? Rosie told them they were. They're called bills, dollars, bucks. Some guy shouted out, how about moolah? A couple of people laughed. A few more groaned. Well, yes, Rosie said, I suppose some people refer to money as moolah or even as dough. How about Green stuff, Fudge shouted. That's what my grandma calls it. This time, almost everyone in our group laughed. Any minute, I thought Fudge would take a bow, but Rosie kept checking her watch and asked the group to hold their questions and comments until she was finished running through all of her fun facts. Then she led us through the metal detector. Fudge asked if we were getting on a plane. Rosie explained that we weren't, but because this is a federal building, they had to make sure no one was carrying a weapon. A weapon? Fudge said right before Dad set off the alarm. Nobody would have paid any attention except that Fudge shouted, Dad, are you carrying a weapon? That got everyone's attention. 
It's his belt buckled turkey brain, I said. Rosie took a deep breath and checked her watch a couple of times. She was still smiling, but she didn't look that happy. She led us down a long hallway. We followed her single file through narrow corridors that twisted and turned. The old wooden floor squeaked under us. Every few minutes, we'd stop in front of glass walls that looked down into rooms where we could see the green stuff in production. As the crowd pressed forward to the window wall, Fudge worked his way up front, wedging himself between people's legs, if he had to, to get a better view. Then he waved to the workers in the rooms below, and I heard him singing under his breath, Oh, money, 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 I love money, money, money. I couldn't believe my parents thought bringing him here was a good idea. We saw the green stuff as it was printed, cut, stacked, and counted. Toward the end of the tour, Rosie invited Fudge to walk with her since he was so interested. I love money, he told her. Well, you've come to the right place, Rosie said. Want to see mine? He pulled out a jumble of fudge bucks. I make it myself. Pretty good, huh? Play money is fine, Rosie told him, as long as you don't try to use it or pass it off as real, because then you could get in big trouble. Why? Fudge said. Because that's the rule, Rosie said firmly, which shut him up until the end of the tour. That's when Rosie asked our group if anyone had any special questions. Fudge's hand shot up first. Rosie didn't look thrilled, but she had no choice. She had to call on him. I still need to find out how to get all of it at... I still need to find out how you get a lot of it all at once, Fudge said. A lot of? Rosie sounded confused. Money! Fudge shouted. Mom stepped in and tried to explain. Fudge has become very curious about money, she told Rosie, and we thought that by bringing him here... I hear what you're saying, Rosie said to Mom, but somebody has to set him straight. I'll set him straight, a tall man said with silver hair. First of all, young man, you need to get a good education. Then when you're grown up, you need a good job. Then you save something from your salary every week. You invest carefully, you let your money work for you, and by the time you're my age with luck, you'll have a nice little nest egg for your retirement. Our group, our group applauded, but Fudge still wasn't satisfied. Or else someone can just give it to you, he said. You could hear the tongues clucking and the whispers in the crowd. I heard someone say, this kid is hopeless. That's when Rosie announced that the next tour was about to begin and we could all proceed to the gift shop. You're going to love the gift shop, she told Fudge. All the children do. Gift shop, Mom said. Warren, did you know there was a gift shop? Dad groaned.